yes, I saw that. Sorry. <laughs> what does Charlemagne really mean? Or do you see the one where he was like crazy. smelling? Wait, he started smelling Jill's like chair. Yeah, her seat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like do. He did that. Yeah, yeah after she boy. left. <laughs> what the fuck? That's boy. so nasty. Or the best he one. He just has no filter. Uh, like he's crazy. But the best one for me, I said crying is when DJ Envy told his wife that he was cheating on, like live on there. Oh wait, what? Yeah. Oh, you see that one? No, I didn't see that one. Yo, like he admitted to cheating, but like on air. And then the girl's like, yo, we'll, we'll just talk about this when you get home. What the fuck? Yeah. I saw the wife. one where he's saying that like he didn't yeah, make yeah. his wife come for 10 years. That's what I saw. I didn't see the one where he Oh my God. Well, shit, bro. Yeah. yeah. No, That's so sad for the wife. Yeah. This what an asshole. Wild. Well. Yeah, that's fucked yeah. up. Yeah, but um, welcome back to Untold Gems, guys. We've got a um, credit episode today. We're going to talk about everything that has to do with credit, credit cards, credit score, buying appliances and things with credit, buying cars with credit. Um, so we this was mainly Charles. Um, Charles has a lot to say about this, and I'm going to let him start start the podcast today. Yeah, I mean, uh, we all were in a constant environment when we talk to people who make questionable decisions every single day. You know, so I think that, especially with credit, it comes to the point where you have to consider: Do I need this, and do I want this, and then how does that impact your day to day life? Because we spoke about many times of like people making a high salary, but they still live paycheck to paycheck. And I think because of that is because they have so much access to credit. So I think that. I mean, we did like a real estate episode where, you know, like there are different ways to utilize your credit to build up assets or to have cash flow or to potentially take loans to secure yourself business credit and actually build a reliable business. So I think that giving people different options and like making them more sensitive to the topic of credit will actually be more beneficial long term to the people, to the viewers and whoever they share those experiences with. Yeah, so so I think a lot of people ask the question like, what can I do to to improve my credit? First of all, so do you have any tips on that? Well, I'll say this, you know, like for me, I started working. Well, I got my first credit card in two thousand seventeen. You know, in two thousand twenty two, I was able to buy multiple properties just by using trips. And like, it's different when you work at a bank because you actually see how credit is used and credit isn't yeah credit essentially is just a game of how much can you show up front and what i mean by mm-hmm. that is that for people who don't know you have a statement date and you have a payment date you know and my trick was when i knew let's say for example we're the 22nd i guess no 19th okay so if i knew my payment date was the 19th every single month what i used to do is that i used to have a 500 credit or a credit limit so I you always used to be at 500 because you can't spend anything without spending close to 500. So every time I was close to the 19, essentially I would pay 50% or 70% of my balance to bring it down to below 250. When my statement got printed on the 19, essentially it sent all my information to Equifax and TransUnion. And every single month they saw that, oh, while this guy stays below his 30%, essentially not supposed to use 30% of your credit limit every single month. So essentially for 27 days out of the month, 
I was at my credit limit. But for those three days before I made my payment, I was able to show the credit bureau that I wasn't utilizing my credit as much as I was supposed to. And that way, the credit bureau gets updated. The bank gives you credit limit increases, pre-approved. Then you're able to have a bigger spread as well. So essentially, and what I mean by the 30% rule is that if your credit limit is $10,000, you can have more than $3,000 on it when your statement is printed, which means when your information is sent over to Equifax. So that's probably the fastest way or the most, the easiest way for you to be able to actually increase your limit and actually increase your credit score quickly without having to go dispute certain things on your credit file as well. Don't credit card companies well, want you to spend more money? I feel like there's so much different information course. when it comes to like the tips and tricks that you can do to increase your credit. Um, like for me on my credit card right now, I'm trying to spend as much money as possible. Like for my Amazon inventory, I try to spend as much as possible. So you're saying I should pay, I should lower it before the statement actually prints? Well, you use a business credit card. So that's different things. And the way it works is that I'll say this, not all credit cards and credit companies are made equal. Mm -hmm. So for example, credit card companies want to, want to have a balance, want you to spend more. And that's why they give you standards to get points, et cetera, because the more credit, essentially the way it works is that Visa and MasterCard get paid with a frequency that you use your credit card. So essentially they get a fee from the merchant every time you use your credit card. That's why back in the day, most companies or most stores, restaurants didn't accept credit cards for a certain amount. You have to spend X amount to be able to use credit cards. Banks want you to have a balance on your account because that's how they get interest. If you don't have a balance on your account, the bank doesn't make any money because you don't, you don't pay any interest. So once you understand that, it's like, well, I'm not saying you can't have a balance, but when you understand that, okay, well, for me, if you have one credit card and your only credit card that is credit limit, then you, you basically shot yourself in the foot. But if you have... And this is going to be very specific to the Canadian market. But let's say, for example, if you have RBC, RBC reports its credit report to TransUnion. Scotia does the same thing too. Desjardins does the same thing. CIBC, National Bank, send the information over to Equifax. So let's say, for example, you have one credit card that's for Equifax, or that's reported to Equifax, and the other one that's reported to TransUnion. And then you could play around with your credit cards to say, okay, well, I don't have to report, I don't have to make 30% on both. Essentially, it's not all banks that report the same thing. So if you want to get a loan and you know that your loan is going to be done with Equifax, then you'll want to take care of those credit cards that have to deal with that credit bureau. And that's basically the same thing. So for people who have business credit, if it's not, if it's not, if you're not personally guaranteeing your credit card, then essentially that's that's on the business itself and that's the business credit as well. So it doesn't impact your actual personal credit score. Okay. Do you know how it works for business credit? Like, do they, can you build a credit score for your business? Like how, is yeah. that, how, how yeah. would that work? Yeah, of course. So you do. So the way it works is that when you first start, essentially your business is like an infant. So when you're an infant, same way your parents had to sign for you to be able to do like activities, et cetera, you have to sign for your business to have credit. So essentially the way it works is that mm. you'll personally guarantee the loan. For example, let's say if I had a trucking company and then the truck costs $30,000. I don't have, 
I can't get $30,000 loan on my credit because the credit for the business is in its infancy. So essentially, they'll say, okay, well, look, you have 10 years plus of credit history, your credit score that's 720. You have to personally guarantee the loan for your truck. So let's say, for example, mm. the business defaults, it's on me to pay back the $30,000 for my truck. But let's say, yeah. for example, five years go by, I pay off the truck, and then afterwards, I need to get a second truck. They'll say, okay, well, it looks like you were able to pay off, while well, the business was able to pay off the truck without a problem. You could get a second truck, another $30,000, without you having to personally guarantee your the loan again. And then afterwards, you're also able to get a credit card, things like line credits. But that all comes yeah. for you opening up a business bank account, and then afterwards, I'll give you a business credit card, and then afterwards, I'll give you a business loan. So it's a gradual process, but it all depends on what type of business you have and the type of risk associated with the business you have as well. Yeah, so it works the same as like normal credit, just yeah. separate for your business, I guess. That's cool. Yeah. I never knew that you could do that. Yeah, I never knew that that was a thing. Yeah, that's the hack in the states now. Like no, just technically, get... we don't have any business credit right now because we're doing yeah, it like yeah, yeah, because we're we are, we're still proprietor. Yeah, so it's so pretty much it's all on us. But uh, yeah, that's that's interesting to know. Um, I have a question because um, I remember seeing somebody post on Twitter like a long time ago and they were like, oh, to improve your credit, like go finance a mattress. Like, oh, And this guy was like, oh, I financed a $1,000 mattress to be able to build my credit. What's your opinion on that? Because I personally, I was like, that's so stupid. But <laughs> prove me wrong. Like, is it is? Do you think that's a good idea? Well, I'll say this. Two reasons why I was able to get a mortgage at a young age is that once you're able to once you show that you're able to make a system payment without missing one, then it builds up your credit score. So people who have a car loan, people who have a student loan that you pay back every single month, your credit score shot up because you make a system payments every single month. So there are two types of credits. Yeah. So there's revolving credits and then there's installment payment credits. So revolving credit is when you have a limit, you spend whatever you want, but you have to make sure that you meet the criteria so that it doesn't impact your credit. And then, then afterwards, there's ones when you make installment payments, like a, like a phone bill, things like that, your car, and that helps you build your credit faster because you're consistent with those payments. So mm-hmm. I, it is a good idea, but I want to tell people to get a, a mattress, things like that, because, and we all seen this, when you go buy appliances or things like that, the interest rate is a lot higher. Yeah, so it's so say, dumb, yeah. So you'll start like at 6%, 7%, because it just shows you don't have cash on hand to buy the mattress up front, yeah. you know? So... I want to tell people to get a uh, unnecessary inquiry on their credit score, especially if it's for a thousand dollars. Like if you're gonna get an inquiry, make sure it's actually valuable. But the yeah. premise of having something that is a consistent bill payment, I think that is a good idea for you to, especially when you're young, having a phone bill. And people don't realize how important having a phone bill is when people are late to the phone bill. That's probably the biggest thing that hinders them from being able to apply for a mortgage and things like that, because. Sometimes we don't pay it's any such a, It's such a stupid thing too. Like it's such a small yeah. thing that you you think it wouldn't affect you. Yeah. But uh, that's that's fucked up. Imagine like you missed your phone bill and then you can't get a house. Like uh, you'll be surprised. A lot of people have their phone. <gasps> I would die. They have their phone bill on collections because they didn't pay. But that's you know, you, and then once you're in collection, it's game over. So yeah. once it, then it's harder for you. Then you have to go dispute it. This and that's all people. Put your phone bills on your credit card if you have a good credit card. If not, pay your, give yourself a reminder because $50, $80, $100 is not enough for you to not be able to buy a house. Like, 
there's, there's yeah, more important factors. things to that so if you take care of the small things then the big things you won't have an issue with yeah i remember i had so many calls when i was working in like telecom um about that so people were calling saying oh uh, you guys put me in collection and now i can't buy a house because of this or like they're not allowing me to get a mortgage because of that one ding from a phone company and yeah it's so stupid like you don't even know what to say to those people because it makes no logical sense as to why you wouldn't be able to get a mortgage if you've had an issue with a phone company once yeah. but um i just wanted to to say this might be off topic or i wanted to get you guys' opinion like you know when there's buying mattresses or buying furniture or now i think they do it with laptops macbooks there's zero percent loans Mm-hmm. Um, so for the first year i think it's like zero percent would you rather like pay up front or still like enjoy the fact that you can pay it slowly and not pay any interest up front yeah and the, the, the reason why i say it is that i'll say this and i'll bring it to like dating you don't want to be that guy who goes ask somebody for a drink and the girl says no and then you go ask another girl another girl you look desperate essentially credit works the same way if i went for example to apply for a mortgage. I went to go see CIBC. CIBC said no. The next week, I go see National Bank. The next week afterwards, I go see TD. And so on and so on. They're going to say, well, this guy looks too desperate for credit. What's going on? They'll decrease your, your credit score, first off, because you made too many inquiries. And then, for example, let's say a year later, you fix your credit. They'll say, why did you have so many inquiries within the same time period? So I think if you have the cash on hand, then it's not something that uh, is a bigger amount of central amount that you can save up or do it because the more inquiries you have on your credit report and if they're not justifiable and then you, you just make your situation a lot harder yeah no definitely but let's say you get like a 2k 2k laptop and they allow you to do it over a year at zero percent there's i think i feel like there's two ways of thinking about it i think with if you pay it all up front yeah, you don't have any more monthly expenses, like it's paid and it's done for, but you've also taken $2,000 out of your pocket. But I still, I'm just playing devil's yeah. advocate here because that's what I would do. I would pay it up front. But then if you uh, don't pay it up front and you choose to pay in installments, you're going to have monthly uh, expenses, but you'd keep that $2,000 to do other things with. You know what I'm saying? Like you can No, flip I, 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 I agree with you. I think most people don't flip. I think oh, like yeah, yeah. any any logical person would have said, let me take this 2K, I'll put the 2K somewhere, it'll give me That's 10K. It. Yeah. Most people would say, I'm gonna take that thing, that 2K, say I'm gonna go on vacation. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, 4K yeah. in debt. <laughs> yeah. No. That, that, yeah, you no, know? a lot of people are not even gonna use it strategically. So it's true. Okay. That's why I agree. I, I agree with you, Chris, that like essentially, and that's how you play business. If you play business at the end of the day, I'll say this. Leveraging credit is probably the way. Or it is the way actually that I'm able to have a network that's higher than the most. Because you most people gain wealth through real estate faster than people who invest in the stock market. It's only a question of time and paying off your debt. But at the same time, too, yeah. if I had to say if you have one inquiry or two inquiries that you're able to do every 24 months, I'm not gonna spend or waste in inquiry on something that gives me less than hundred thousand dollars or less mm-hmm. than 10k, you know. Is if you tell me it's two k and you gotta have an inquiry on your account, stop it. Uh, give me give me that twenty k loan. Give me a give me a forty k loan. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But at least you shoot for the stars. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. And then that's it, because essentially I tell people, 
you want to do at least one inquiry at least every 24 months because people will tell you do it every six months and you just look desperate. I have a question. Do you know if soft credit checks affect your credit? Like if, like, for example, if I were to inquire about getting insurance for my car and you know how they do like usually a soft credit check, do you know if that affects your credit? Yes, it does, but not the same point as a hard credit score. Like you'll probably get like a point off or two points, doesn't matter. But the only hard verifications are like a mortgage, a car loan, uh, okay, financing for a loan, etc. But the soft credit checks, they just they're just to verify your identity and see how your payment history adds up. But it's not something that yeah is the end of the world. Yeah, when I got car insurance, I had a, I had checked like ten different insurances. And then, like, I get my credit report and I see a list of, like, 10 things. I was like, what the fuck? And then, like, I contacted, I think I spoke to, like, the credit bureau bureau or whatever. And they were, like, they were basically saying that it's not, it's, like, it doesn't look good if it, if you have all of these inquiries. And I was like, that's so fucking stupid. Because mm-hmm. when you call the, the insurance companies, they tell you, oh, don't worry, don't worry. It's not going to affect your credit. Mm-hmm. And that pissed me off. Because <laughs> yeah. I was like... I was like, this, like, there's so much, I find there's so much misinformation and like, the, I guess it's not the company's job to inform you. Like you should be informed yourself, but it's also like, nobody actually knows how credit works. 100%. There's so much misinformation. I've called Equifax multiple times and they've told me different information. And I just find that their whole system is so unorganized. It's not clear and I hate, like, I hate the whole concept of credit, but I do agree that if you, if you like avoid it, that's not going to make your situation any better. <laughs> so I've, I've come to the conclusion that like, I have to suck it up and deal with it. Cause that's just yeah. the way that our society is set up. Our world is set up, but yeah, that like, like that pissed me off because I, oh, I find like everyone is so misinformed when it comes to credit, even bank workers. Like when I, when we were working at the bank, I remember asking like, the people above us like managers like oh how does this work nobody knew the answer yeah and i was like what am i supposed to tell these clients yeah so yeah, yeah i find it's just like they, they should teach this in school they should have a clear explanation of how it works and they should teach it yeah because when you look at the actual history of credit credit was done to provide more to provide people like an equitable chance of being able to get approved for like financing but if you actually look yeah. at what is what makes your credit score that's your formula it's like 50 percent installment payments this and that age history things like that but the actual calculation or the percentage points is just an abbreviation nobody's gonna give you the actual formula itself yeah. that's what makes your credit score a lot valuable but and that's why i think people get misinformed because they don't know what falls into that category for example if i tell you okay i'll tell you this let's say for example you're a young professional you just finished university you need a new house you need a new car you need a new you need a new credit card and then afterwards you're looking for appliances you know most people are gonna say let me look for a car first let me look for a mortgage and afterwards ta, 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 ta. and i'll do it in different order but i'll probably go car mortgage and then appliances in most likelihood but at the same time, too, for example, if you apply for the car, then once you apply for the mortgage, you're going to see that you apply for a car. And then after that hinders your chances of getting a mortgage afterwards. So that's why you have to like be strategic with credit. You have to say, okay, what's the hardest thing to get first, which is a car. Yeah. So then afterwards, you get, you get a, well, no, not a car, it's a mortgage Wait, first. it's a house, not, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, I'm sorry. It's a mortgage that's the hardest thing to get first. So you get the mortgage first, and then afterwards, you wait a bit, get a car, and then go down the line. But at the same time, too, I think most people, they'll just say, okay, let me just get this in a chronological order. And then afterwards, they'll just deal with the repercussions. And then afterwards, they'll ask why my credit score go down 60 points. And I think that's what people don't understand because it's like, once you understand that you can't look desperate to a credit bureau, then I think it makes a lot of sense for you to be strategic with how you use your credits. Mm. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it, like that you don't want to look desperate to them because I never th- really thought of it that way. Um, but I've been a lot more careful about not having inquiries ever since the whole thing with my insurance happened. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just like, I like I just don't want any inquiries at all on, yeah. my, on my account whatsoever. No, but I agree with that. And, you know, I'll say this. It's it's sad that we don't have this information, especially now that people are looking to get a house, looking to get a car, etc. When we're in a when the word recession is thrown out, it is a lot harder for you to get financing. Regardless if you have a good credit score or not, it's just that the focus for the bank to reduce their risk is very high. So I think thank too, I think that like Sasha said. Just understanding the premise of, okay, well, what could I do not to get inquiries? If, for example, there's a point where you say never ask. Like, you don't want to get to a point where you have to ask for credits. And, and what I mean by that is, for example, if you're applying for a mortgage, and let's say, for example, we're not in recession, don't, don't go wait six months and then get a line credit. If they're offering the line credit right then, take it, take the credit card, et cetera, and then it's one inquiry. And then you're you left with a line credit, left with a credit card, right? Home micro line credit, et cetera. And that's one inquiry, you know? And you, you didn't look that mm-hmm. because it was offered to you. But for example, yeah. let's say, for example, you have your roof is leaking and then afterwards you need 10K for repairs. Then what you do, you don't have a line credit, you don't have a home micro line credit, you don't have a credit card for you to be able to do something with. You're going to go from bank to bank to bank. Yeah, begging. 10K, <laughs> begging. Look desperate. Yeah. They, they'll say no. Then you have to go towards a private lender that's going to charge you 10 to 12% as well as 8% for you to get 10K for you to fix your roof. So especially if you're somebody who doesn't have a lot of cash on hand, be very careful with your credit and be proactive instead of being reactive. I think that's probably the best advice I could give. Yeah. I've heard some people do like credit credit checks all on the same day or they, yeah. they apply for mortgages cars all on the same day that way <laughs> by the time the the companies check the others yeah. haven't checked yet and all of that so i think there are we definitely need someone to come on like i i, I know someone i think charlie well you definitely know him too because you yeah. introduced me to him but i had a long conversation with jonathan and um bro this guy knows like he was giving me tricks and tricks and tricks about about everything that has to do with your credit and getting loans yeah, because essentially the way it works is that, let's say, for example, I'm like, okay, I need a mortgage done, I need a car loan, etc. The credit board basically updates your credit file every 30 days. So if you know that, you're like, okay, well, for example, and this was popular for people who were doing thorough, essentially what they would do is they would go to five different dealerships. Let's say, for example, your credit score was 720. They go to five different dealerships in the same day, get approved for a certain car, get as much as they can on one day, then afterwards, get a car, etc. put it on the road. 30 days afterwards, 
your credit score is, is destroyed because you made a lot of inquiries that day. But then afterwards, you have a year. Yeah, from the original inquiries that you made on that same day, essentially they would build up the credit one year later, redo the same thing again and again, and that's how they were able to have multiple cars <laughs> having cash flow for them on the streets. That's you know? so funny. But once you understand how credit works, is that you're able to play around with it and do different things. Yeah. But the key is for you to start off with your credit. That's that's the thing. I think a lot of people are like, oh, I want to do all these things, but your credit score is 640. Your credit score is not even 500. So I think yeah. understanding the premise of how to get to good credits, and then once you have good credits, then you're able to do all these fancy things because I wouldn't be in real estate if I didn't have good credits. You know, and like, best believe I didn't have any cash on hand to go buy an expensive property. <laughs> Most of the credit brought me into the door, you know, so... Once you're able to leverage credit, credit gives you access to cash and then cash gives you assets to rich. I have a question. If you if you had somebody that never had a credit card, um, they never really had anything that was like financed or leased, whatever. And let's just say they're like, so they're credit, because like, you know, when you don't have, you haven't like had any credits, your credit score is like, I guess it's really low because you've never really had anything. Um, what would you recommend for somebody who's never really gone gotten into credit? They don't have a credit card. They've they've never had any anything that helped them build their credit, and they're just starting out. So this could be like somebody that's you know thirty years old or something. Because I had call. I remember having calls of people that were in their thirties or forties, and they were like, "I don't know what to do." what do I do? Yeah, <laughs> and I was so like, I can't believe like, it, it's like some, some people don't know, like they don't start doing this until in their late thirties or late forties. And that's fine. Cause uh, unfortunately it's not really taught, but what would you, what would be like the first step that you would recommend for somebody in that type of situation? Yeah. So the first thing I would do, let's say for example, my credit score was like below 680. One of the first things I would do is that I would, if I wasn't pre-approved for a credit card by bank, I will go get a secured credit card. And then what I mean by secured, you have capital one, I'm sure you could contact your local branches and see if they still offer secure credit cards. But essentially what you do is that you provide the bank $500,000 of your own money. They'll say, okay, well, this is your credit limit. And then afterwards, they'll give you a credit card. So essentially it's your own 5000 or 500 or your own $1,000 that you're using yourself. So you first off, you need to stack up $500 minimum for you to have a secure credit card. Once you have a secure credit card, what I would do is that I would go... Uh, I would put my phone bill on my credit card. I would put my phone bill on my credit card, have automated payments for your phone bill. So you have your phone bill working for you. You have a credit card that you'll pay off every single month, hopefully. And then afterwards, I wouldn't make any transactions. Let's say, for example, you have 500. I would, I would get a Starbucks. And I would get at least something under $100 and pay it off every single month for at least 12 to 24 months. Once that you see that your credit score is established to a certain point, then I would get something for an installment payment, aka furniture, aka a MacBook, aka anything that gives you monthly payments to add onto your phone bill. And then afterwards, that should help up, help you increase your credit score to a sufficient amount. And before people used to say, uh, your 680 gets you approved. I think that now we're at like 710. If you want to have, if you want to get approved, but have a good interest rate, you, you won't get a good no interest way. rate below 710. 
but you don't think because I think what I think in another episode you had said like during a recession banks are more likely to give out credit because they want people to continue spending and like Mm -hmm. nobody has nobody really has money anymore because everything's so expensive so their their income doesn't allow them to spend so then they go out and get loans is that true like (laughs) 100% what and you see this have you guys noticed how many peer proof credit cards are out there how many mm-hmm. um get get open bank account have a credit card peer approved etc why because people don't have cash and when people don't have cash people get desperate and what's the closest thing to cash is your credit card so yeah. essentially if you're not educated on your wants and needs essentially what's going to happen is that you will spend as much as you can on useless things be maxed out and the bank is only going to make interest payments off you and essentially those interest payments are dividend dollars for me and for every investor. So once you understand that game is like, there's a reason why they're giving you credit because they know in most likelihood you won't pay it off in full every single month. And that's, that's just profit for them. So I think that's why people have to be careful because yes, it's credit accessible and the banks have too much money to give out. So they'll give it out. But you have to be educated enough to say, let me leverage this so I can make money off the bank and not the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was completely against credit cards growing up. Like, I didn't want to fuck with it because, yeah, I had heard so many horror stories with credit cards and things going wrong. But there is an actually, there is actually a good way to, to spend money with your credit card. Yeah. Uh, especially if you're like, if you have a business. If you have let, a business, me... then credit cards are like the debit card. We don't even use debit cards. We use credit cards. There you cards go. All- Guys, points and cash back. Cash back, cash back. The end. (laughs) You know, and like we all do Amazon. I think we're on cash back with minimum at least close to $400 easily. I know you guys are different kind of beasts. So (laughs) if you could share how much cash back you guys had and that's just based on using your credit credit cards for actual business, you guys see how interesting life could get. They're just, first off, whoever uses that debit card. Let me let me let me talk shit about debit cards because whoever uses the debit card, you are dumb. <laughs> you are dumb. You are I dumb. If you are dumb, I'll give an example. If you get credit on your bank accounts, it takes the bank at least fifteen to ninety days for you to get your money back. Mm-hmm. So you can't touch your own money. So you can't pay your bills. You can't pay your car, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But if you use your credit card, they get credit. They send you out one, maybe seven days max. You still have your bank account where you can use the debit cards. And then afterwards, any fraudulent transaction, they refund you back the money. And you don't have to prove it. The security department is going to do it. So essentially, and first off, you don't get any cash back. You don't get any points. So you're legit using your money, not getting anything in return. And you're losing not a lot of money on the table. So I think that... And it's not helping you build your credit either. Like there there's go. really no point. <laughs> Like, here's the here's people. the here's the best rule as a consumer. If you're a consumer, if you're not, if you don't own a business and you want to use credit cards, the only thing that you should keep in mind is that you need to have the money with you already, yeah, in your bank account, in your debit or checking account when you buy it, when you put things on your credit card. Yeah. So don't put things on your credit card if you don't already have the money in your account to back it up. The only reason why you want to use credit cards is to get like points or cash back. So. That's it. And you shouldn't use your debit card. Yeah, especially for trips. Let's say, for example, mm. let's say if we all go on a trip, let's, let's say the, the trip is 2K. And if I had 2K on my bank account, I would put 2K on my credit card, pay off the 2K. That's it. On yeah. my bank account. You can, you can even pay it off. You can even pay it off beforehand. You can even pay yeah. it off. Prepay. Like yeah, you yeah. Can, yeah, prepay the credit card and then add I it. always do that, yeah. 
So. You know, but I think at the end of the day, I think people have to have a distrust for the banking system, understandable. But at the same time, too, I think us working in the banking system and working for credit cards are a bit more exposed to the possibilities 100%, of leveraging, yeah. leveraging the bank. But at the same time, too, you have to use the bank to the, your advantage. I will never say the bank got one over me till this day, till I die. No way, no, no chance, mm-hmm. you know? And once you look at it like that, it's like you have to be strategic and look at it like how can I leverage this transaction in my favor? If you're able to get cash back points, you leverage the transaction in your favor. But if you just made, if you gave Visa money, if you gave the merchant money and you gave the bank money, and you left you left out the transaction with zero dollars or zero benefits, you lost out. Yeah, it's it's literally you versus the bank, and it's not even that hard to win. Like it's not even complicated to yeah. not lose money to the bank. First off, I know we don't talk stocks anymore, but Visa, Mastercard. If you're not invested, you're sleeping. I'll say that. <laughs> oh, one hundred. Every every time somebody uses a credit card, I get cash. I get a dividend. So we look at it like that, and like yeah, Sasha crazy. said, and like Sasha said, a lot of people are gonna be using their credit cards who are the two biggest financial institutions in terms of credit card issuers. Yeah. Guys, what do you think about using your credit from your credit card to buy Amazon inventory? And then once you get your payout, you pay it. <laughs> because a lot of people do that. A lot of people um, on YouTube, Twitter, they all talk about using, like leveraging their credit card credit and then just, and they're borrowing the money. They don't have the money already, you know, but they know that they're going to have the money quickly. What's your opinion on that? You know, I did that when I first started. Don't like it. Because <laughs> I, I think I think I'll say this. So if you know your inventory, like the back of your hand, and you know it takes you seven days for you to sell out, do it. But when you buy a new yeah. product, and then that's what you don't know how it's going to sell, Amazon goes into the product, and then you have to do a return. You have a balance. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's really important to, to make sure that you're a pro when it comes to like sourcing or choosing products because... If like exactly like you said, if you end up buying a bad product that doesn't sell when you expected it to sell, it's like you you're not gonna have that payout to go pay your credit card. Yeah, that's why I say always have the money already there. Cause yeah, let's say it's in your account level reserve, like it's gonna get paid out to you by Amazon and it's already there. Imagine just something happens to the payment, like they lose the payment and you owe fifty thousand dollars on your credit card. <laughs> you're fucked, bro. Like there's no yeah, I'd kill myself. What are you gonna do? That's what I'm saying. Oh, so I, I've never done it. I've always had the money to back it up in my account before paying the credit card. But like if if I had done that, I wouldn't have had any issues so far. So it's never happened that they've misapplied a payment or anything like that. It's never happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've still never done it. I've never tried to yeah. hundred percent And you see like I Doing Chris's approach when you have the money on hand and you just pay off your credit card and then you keep the profits, a lot less stressful. I'll say that because yeah, there's no stress. There's no stress. You know, at least you pay it off. It doesn't ret- come back to you. You'll have a portion, put it back to buy new inventory. Because I think that, especially once you're trying to scale and you have to buy orders of like 100 units, 1,000 units, etc. You know, like if you're not, if you're not applying your business credit and you're just waiting, and you're not a pro and you're just starting out, I think it's a very dangerous soap. Yeah. Yeah, imagine your prep center loses the shipment. Imagine it takes Yeah, I was about to power. say, imagine your yeah, your shipment There's... gets lost. I was about to say that too. <laughs> so if it's like but if I think, you're I think if you have notes. no capital, the I think that if I think if you have zero like if you really don't have a lot of capital, I think the risk could be worth it. But like you have to be ready to take that risk. <laughs> yeah. Because like technically you never know what can happen. No, so. but also yeah. if you don't have a lot of capital, it probably means you're also new at this. 
So yeah, I, yeah, yeah, that's what so I was you, thinking you too. Might yeah. get it, you might get it all wrong. Like you might not yeah. do it right. You know, so, like like true. Chris said, like Chris said in the, on on our Amazon episode, having five hundred dollars, a thousand dollars cash ready, and then you just keep the profits rolling on. Probably the best thing you could do because if you start with five hundred dollars yeah. in your credit card, it, it could pass by. But especially with your first shipment, it's not like you're gonna sell out in two weeks. But you know, as so, you scale yeah. too, you even have to keep cash on reserves for taxes, income tax, uh, oh, sales tax. God. So like there has to be money in your account regardless. And so How about that, like get used to it. There's yeah, so and, like paying your prep center and like if yeah, you're yeah, you for owe anything. bills. You have employees. You have to pay them. Like you can't Expenses, just all of that. You can't have. You can't be low on cash when you have a business. You have to have some sort of cash reserve. Yeah, you know, cash reserve is king. You know, and even though we talked about real estate. Cash reserve for any business is mandatory. And I think that, you know, we talk about credit and we talk about credit versus cash, et cetera, but it's like cash is still king. You know, credit could be your best friend, yeah. but cash is still king. So having the option to say, okay, well, this cash is there in case if I need it and it's there for emergency, I can just leverage your credit. Good. But just going on credit and not having any cash is a very dangerous slope. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about like mistakes that we've made with credit. Um, but actually before that, because Charles, did you grow up in a household that was like like did did your parents educate you on credit when you were young? Like were you well aware of how it worked? No? I'll say this. Especially what, what was like, your yeah, what was your like experience with that growing up? I'm curious. I'll say this. My my parents are first generation immigrants in like Canada, you know, and like when immigrants came to Montreal and Canada. The banking system was completely different from what they're used to, and the banks were predators in terms of like giving student loans, high interest rates, etc. So I think that's where the distrust comes in because all your experiences aren't positive with the banking system. And also for me, yeah, like Chris said, I used to be the kid who had money in the shoebox until <laughs> high school. You know, like I didn't, <laughs> like I had a bank account like at fourteen. Like my parents taught me like having important as a bank account. And like Chris spoke, we didn't talk about investing. We didn't talk about you know how to multiply money i'll start to save keep cash in, a, in, in under your pillow under your mattress whatever in case of emergency and that's it once i got into like college i started taking business courses then you realize like shit a lot of people have cash but they don't use their own cash they use somebody else's cash other people's money is probably the best way for you to leverage up faster and once i got exposed to that once i finished went to the banking system and then after school, that's when i understood the importance of credit and once i understood credit it was like okay well this is my chance for you to or my chance for me to fill in the gap for for the time that i have cash you know if you don't have cash your best way or the second best thing you could do is have credit and at least it evens out the playing field a bit because if you wait for you to have cash and you have to save up you're always going to be behind yeah mm. and so like with your experiences did you ever have any like fuck-ups <laughs> I wouldn't say fuck ups because I waited late to have a credit card. I didn't have a credit card at 18. Like for mm -hmm. me, what I used to do, as you guys know, I I suffered from retail therapy. So essentially, I had to handle mm -hmm. my, I would buy a lot of clothes or buy a lot of shoes. So my mom was fortunate enough to be able to buy those clothes for me when I had the money. I pay her and then things were good. So I had, I only got my credit card. We started working at the bank. So it's 2017, I was 21. So uh -huh. I kind of skipped because I knew. If I had a credit card, I'd be, I'd be collections. Because a lot of people get a credit yeah. card, but you, you're trying to stunt 
So I was yeah, I think when you're Kat. young, it's dangerous. It's really dangerous. Yeah. yeah. So I wait till I was 21. Then we had the training. And for people who don't know, we still work at banking system, etc. So you have the training on how yeah. to use a credit card. And then you can be, or I find it hard for you to be in the banking system and not use your banking skills for your own benefit. You know? Yeah. So yeah. I don't think I made money. Mis- I don't think I made credit mistakes because I was smart with my credit. But I think that's, when you make a lot of money and you're trying to go out, I think that I spend my credit card. I'm thinking that. Like, I, I didn't need to spend things on my credit card. Like, sometimes you're trying to stunt and you'll say, I'll put it on my credit card. But with that money, I paid things. I, I could have just, like, bought more stocks or bought more assets. Oh, you for know? sure. But probably the... I wouldn't say it was a mistake, but it's probably me being naive. Once I got my car loan, I was like, oh, I bet I got a car I wanted. I got a nice car, especially for my age, being young, etc. But the interest rate was 7% or 6.9. You oh, know? my God. And I was like, okay, well, it was my first time. <laughs> I didn't have any credit besides the credit card, you know? And I needed a car. Because back in the day, I used to have a 1998 Toyota Tercel Green. You know? So for people who don't know, like, and for people born under 2000, like, go Google that, you know? But... <laughs> It was, it was, I was due for a car and like I had 7% and once you compare it to other people and then talking about the interest rates, it was only the immigrants that had 5%, 6%, 8%. And if you talk to people who had experience with credit, the average was 2, 4, 3%. And that's why I realized I was like, oh, Yeah, because wow. that seems really high. It, it is high, you know, like, and thank gosh, it allowed me for the chance to be able to get a mortgage, et cetera. But so this day, I look at the interest rate. I'm like, I paid legit a lot, like 4K in interest. When I could pay Are you still two. paying your car? Yeah, I got six months left. December, I'm out. Let's no go. Way. Yeah. So it's close. The same so car, close. the same car? Same car, same car. We uh, drive to the wheels fall off, you know? And like, and that's <laughs> talk about afterwards. Like, try not to spend your money, even though you have money. Like, I could upgrade my car and I'm like debating if I should, but... The phone for a different no, no. Oh, yo, I need to upgrade this phone, bro. I have the like the iPhone X, and we're what we're at the iPhone 14 soon. Yeah, okay, so get to 14. So I'm <laughs> four years, I'm four years behind. Like, I've had this phone for four, five years, bro. maybe. Yeah, when was it? I don't know when it was. Released, no, I think but... it's, I think it's even more. Yours is two years behind mine, so I think yours is like five years now. Mine, because yeah, mine's three be years. More. Mine's gonna be three years when it comes out. That's like, how crazy. Does my dad have a a newer phone like a way newer phone oh my like God. the 13 <laughs> yeah. pro or something yeah but at least, at least at least your phone bill is really low because yeah I my mean, phone bill is my phone so bill is, low. Like, I, I is a lot more <laughs> my phone but you bill. see that's that's the benefit of it and like you look at these car prices these phone bills i'm like you know i'm not trying to add on more bills but that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying like that's yeah. why like you know i can get a new car but i'm not i'll still paying 400 dollars for a new car yeah, yeah fuck. and that's and that's the standard if you pay if anybody pays under four hundred dollars, you you're just stealing money at this point because I know people paying one k. Oh yeah, <laughs> me too. Foreign, me, too. Foreign, me too. Me too. Or foreign, and like you know, your mortgage is supposed to be at least one k. So imagine paying your mortgage and a car, and you're two k in. Like, oh, couldn't be me. I can't. Guys, like I can't. If you're, imagine your salary is like like three four k, and your and your your car is one k, your mortgage is one k. Your your food and your everything else is one uh, key. Like like you have no more money left. <laughs> no, but that's that's most people. Because let's say for example, my car is really speaking. cheap, so I'm really lucky. But I, most people I know their cars are a lot more expensive than mine. Yeah, you know, and that's why like I think going to like 
especially when you start making money, like, okay, well, I deserve this. When you say I deserve this, you're like, I bet I can get this new car. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And I'll say That's this over. just because you could afford the monthly payment doesn't mean you could afford the actual purchase. And but... rewind if you didn't get it. If you could afford the monthly payment, doesn't mean you could afford the purchase. Because yeah. a lot of people are going to say, oh, it's $500. I make 2K per month or 2K by weekly. I can afford it. But if you look at if you look at it for five years, you, you basically pay something 40K or 60K or 100K. Five. You know, how many investment properties could you buy if you just put $500 by weekly in a savings account and then you go buy something? It's crazy. Yeah, I used to be so against credit. I used to be like, fuck credit. I'm just going to buy everything cash. And I kind of still live by that. Like, I don't want to, like, I don't want to buy something. I think I'll still obviously like finance things, but it's like, I don't want to buy it if I don't feel like I have enough money to actually buy it. You know, like if I don't, if I want to buy a Tesla and I don't have 50K to my name, it's like, why do I think I deserve a 50K car if I don't have 50K? You you know, so I really like, yeah, even that, even that, that needs to be like a portion of what you have, you know? So it's like, I think I like, I really like, I really strongly believe that when it comes to like cars and homes and stuff. But um, I mean, maybe not homes, that would be a bit hard, but. Even even with homes, actually, like I don't know, I used to like I used to be super against credit. I was like, fuck credit, fuck the credit system and everything. But um, yeah, I think I, I just think that you need to have like you need to make sure that you actually have the money before going and signing ten years of your life to paying one k a month. You know, it's yeah. it's it's a big commitment. Yeah, you see, and that's probably that's probably my biggest credit mistake. You know, like my car. You know, like you're a young professional making money, but. Once you realize, like, like, shit, I don't have that money in my bank account, but your financing gets over a yeah. lifespan, then you're like, this doesn't make sense. But I think, like, such as if your network is this, or if you go buy it twice, buy it. Like, I think that like, you need to have at least Yeah, that's X. a good rule. You need to have three X yeah. networks for you to be able to buy a car. Yeah. If your car isn't three X network, don't buy it. So yeah, a lot I, of people, if, like you, if you use that rule of thumb, you'll be driving a Kia, you'll be driving the Toyota, you'll be driving Toyota, <laughs> but that's a lot of people, people fit in that category. Yeah, but most people can't do that. They don't have the ego for it. Their ego is too there big you. for that. There you go. Yeah. And um, for me to take it to the pay word- 1K per month for a car, I'd have to be making at least 10K a month. Like, yeah, it would yeah, have to be exactly one-tenth exactly. one tenth of what I'm doing, bro. But, but look at this. I was thinking this. the same thing. And it's a business expense. It would have to there be you go. deductible. There you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts, 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 facts. <laughs> And that's the beauty of it. Let's say, for example, we see we drive 30% of the time. That's $700 that you're able to just pay out of pocket and then you keep your $100 instead of yeah. paying 1K. And I think that that's what people don't understand is that how can you leverage this position in your favor? Like, I'm not saying you need to be an entrepreneur, but if, if you're going to pay 1K, figure out a way for you to have some money back. Because most of the time, yeah. you're, you're just driving your car two hours per day. You're not driving mm-hmm. your car eight hours a day. You, you go to work, your car is in the parking lot yeah. or is in the metro. Or some people take the metro, they drive their car as well. So if the pan- pandemic taught us that at the end of the day, the world could stop in any second. How could you have something that is a liability and actually try to make some money out of it? Facts. Facts. Yeah. Mm. I want to talk about like like because I I had asked you Charles like about mistakes that you made. Chris, yeah. is there any mistakes that you made? <laughs> I don't know about the mistakes that, that you I made. Yeah, yeah, yeah Sasha, Sasha, Sasha gone deck. We uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did you make? Because me, I don't think I've See, made guys, any. No, because I have a. I think I have a good story to tell to people to to like for people to avoid doing this. So 
basically um yeah so I grew up in a household that really did not teach me about credit nobody like nobody ever had a credit card I was the first I think I was the first person to have a credit card in my family um that was not a thing like even getting a credit card I got a credit card when I started working at the bank and I was 21 and before that like I didn't even think that I was like oh only rich people get credit cards because that's not that's like not a poor people thing like that was the mentality I had because I just didn't think I would ever qualify for one um and uh I guess like like I didn't know how credit I didn't even know how credit scores worked like I didn't understand the concept of it whatsoever like I did not even know it was a thing and when I did find out kind of how it worked I was like why the hell did I not know about this <laughs> and uh, anyways I think I was like 19 and I signed up for a gym okay and this gym was horrible and they were like really rude and a bunch of horrible things happened and stuff so I went to I, I was trying to cancel it and they're like no you can't cancel this gym so I was like I like I remember telling my mom and she was like oh just change your bank account so that they can't take money from your account anymore <laughs> And I was like, bet. <laughs> I go to the bank. I tell them like, oh, this this gym, they keep taking money from my account. Like, how do I make them stop? They're like, oh, just change your account number. So they change me to another bank account. Then I get a letter in the mail saying, oh, you have <laughs> you have like a collections claim, whatever on your credit file. Actually, I didn't even know about it until I started learning about credit. And then I finally understood that like credit was a thing and that you have to you can go get reports I read like the Equifax website I understood everything well somewhat and then I requested a file and I see like the name of the gym that brought me to collections and I was like what the fuck <laughs> so like I didn't even know that they could do that um number one it, it says it in the fine print on your contracts when you sign up for gyms but a lot of people don't know this because I remember when people would call when we worked at the bank, yeah. I remember they would call the bank and they'd be like, oh, can you just change my credit card? And I'm like, well, if you signed a contract, they can still bring you to collections. You need to deal with it with them. And a lot of people don't know this. So that causes a lot of people to go to collections. This affects your credit score. And I mean, obviously my credit score is much better than it was back then. I was able to get a credit card. Like I was able to get my car and those things helped me like build up my score a bit. But that's like something that I made this mistake not really knowing that it would actually affect my life. And it's such a small thing. It's like, it's just a stupid gym, you know? <laughs> and you would never think that like a gym can affect your life that much. Cause it's, I don't know. Like, I just never thought that that would happen. I never thought that that was possible. I didn't know anything about credit whatsoever, but I think a lot of people still don't know this. So I think that's a really good like thing to share because it can hopefully <laughs> help people avoid that mistake. Yeah, facts. 100%. And I think that's a good story because I think it's probably the most relatable thing. How many people we have, especially BuzzFit, any equal fitness, any of these $10 gyms. Yeah, all of them can bring you to collections. Yeah. yeah. You, know, so. you think $10 a month is nothing, but for them, they're going to they're gonna get you. Yeah. With their, they're going to hit you with a collections claim. You know, so I think that especially... Be, yeah, go, Sasha. No, does it can be the same with like if you finance a, mat a mattress, a camera, like anything that you finance that you sign a contract with that company they can bring you to collections yeah. and a lot of people are unaware they think oh i'm gonna finesse the system and like just cancel my credit card but it's like that's just unfortunately not how it works <laughs> yeah i'll say this it's like think of great like child supports you know like the some way somehow they gotta find you they gotta get to the courts and they gotta try to get that money yeah. if you think of it like that's... that there's like you trying to deal with the most normal situation so you don't end up <laughs> being in collections you know like if you know you can't afford it or if you know you're going to be like, I'm going to dispute it, don't put yourself in those type of situations. And I guess it's, it's an immigrant thing. Don't tell, don't put things on your name for other people. Some of you says, yo, hmm. put, your, put your car in my name or 
put your phone bill in my name and then I'll give you the money. Oh, I'm guilty of that too. Don't I'm don't do that things. too. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot yeah, of people yeah. don't do that. They'll say I have the money, and then six months later they don't have any money. Yeah. Then you, it's on your name, and then you have to pay it off yourself to keep your credit score. Yeah. Even if it's your family, like any anyone that's asking you, even if it's your family, like you need to make sure that your situation doesn't end up fucked up because of them. So definitely be careful with that. I think that I think this was so necessary. Was so easy to say yes, and I think that like once you think long term, of like okay, well, is this something that's very pragmatic? Most of the times, it's actually no. So I think that asking the proper question, then it sucks to say no to your family, but. I'll say this. A lot of people you say yes to won't pay your bills if you're broke. Well, That's like, true. like if you break it down like that and you come to the people and you say, is this person going to help me if, I, if I'm if i on the streets? If the answer is no, you don't have to deal with them like that. It's true. Like if you're going out of your way to help them to put your future, I guess, <laughs> at risk, yeah. you have to understand, you have to make sure that they're willing to do the same for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your For-less friends sucks. aren't going to pay your bills for you. Facts. <laughs> You know, and like, respectfully, shout out to my friends. But a lot, you know, like a lot of strangers support you more than your friends. Yeah, it's oh, true. Oh yeah, but that's easy. Yeah, that's like, that's one. But but, but but that's what I'm saying. If you if you're telling me a like is too hard to ask, if I need if I need a five hundred dollars, you gotta say like, go get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so you have a better chance going get a GoFundMe to pay your bills. Than Literally, I was gonna family. say GoFundMe. <laughs> like GoFundMe are the proof that strangers are more willing to help strangers oh. but it's um, so true because i I always see gofundme's like popping off yeah i know this girl was able to get like a high-end barbecue for her dad by gofundme for like father's what? day Wait, for what like what was father's the reason day. oh just no just because he had, he needs to get a new barbecue people felt, felt bad oh he didn't have like cancer or something like some crazy no no nah, nah, yo a lot of that was sauce though a lot of that was sauce and then you find out that shit's fake I'm dead no, but you know you what know, like... I see a lot of recently is like people on Twitter, like they make fake profiles. They put like a picture of a mom with kids. Then I get DMs all the fucking time. I get DMs all the time saying, hi, please. I need to pay. I need to feed my children. Can you cash out me? Yo, literally. $1? What the Yo, fuck? That, that's all a good scam. All the time. All the time. Hi, please, no... please, please send me money. I need to feed my kids. And I'm like, this is, is a crazy scam. <laughs> but even GoFundMe, this girl did a GoFundMe. She's like, oh, I need money to feed my kids. It wasn't even her kids. It was her nieces and nephew. And she got like, I think, 3K or like 60K. Wow. Um, go what the hell? You know? But, uh, That's a new side hustle, guys. I'm, I'm yeah, done, start you know. a GoFundMe. If you can make side it Side hustles under somehow. $500. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> For any sponsors, we do not support this message. <laughs> But I get, I know we talked about like the credit mistakes, but is there anything that you guys, reg- like a purchase you guys regret because you guys got like a raise in salary or you guys made a lot of money? And like one purchase you regret, like shit, why did I buy this? That's a good question. Mm. I'm trying to think. I mean, obviously like a lot of clothes that I bought and shoes that I bought when I was a bit younger. Like yeah. guys, I like I say this every day. I've been working since I'm 16. What the hell? Where's the money at? <laughs> yeah like where's the money from when i was 16 like what did i spend it on that's what i don't that's what i don't get and um yeah so i think i don't think there's one single like large purchase but i think it's just like a lot of food a lot of clothes a lot of things that don't mean anything that disappear that are not that i don't have anymore and it's like when you look back at it like that it's like 
where did all of that money go? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I think food, clothes, but I think like spending money at a club for you to feel like trash or like shit the next oh, day. Oh, no, no, no. I, no, no. To I this hate... day, to this day, after I realized like, like legit, I probably spent like 10K at a club. Like if you add no, up all the years, I'm like, disgusting. wow. 10K? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Easily, easily. No, 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 no. It, Yo, if you like, I was never that reckless, but I didn't Yo, have like one good year of uh, that. Girls don't spend money at club. I know girls who go to oh, the club, they have right. no wallets. They bring that ID, they got no wallet. <laughs> Ask you for 1942. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but you know, like, I think that, like, once you realize like how much money you spend on like spilled liquor. You're just like, yo, what the fuck is going on? I think that's like... Yeah, no, no. Clubs are ridiculous, guys. Like, clubs are the biggest scam. Like, you can go to... Chris, what was the alcohol? The the vodka that you were talking about? Was it Smirnoff? No, it was the other one. Um, No, Smirnoff. Yo, at 250 at the club. Yeah, guys, Smirnoff's like 20 bucks at the SAQ. Oh, Grey Goose. Are you talking about Grey Goose? Oh, Grey Goose. Yeah, Grey Goose is like 40 bucks, no? I don't remember. I don't know what the prices are now with inflation. No, no. Grey Grey Goose is like 60 Okay, but still, it's sixty dollars at SAQ and it's two hundred dollars at the club. Like, come on! Yeah. Have you guys ever and realized it, it, like, that there's is... no, there's no clubs next to SAQs or there's no SAQs next to clubs? Because that <laughs> would put their whole model out of business. That's so true. <laughs> An SAQ guys, next to like, a club would put the whole thing. Is it thing really out of worth business. it? Like, is looking cool and having a bottle girl bring you a bottle really worth two hundred and fifty dollars? I'll say this, especially with, like we've been in that like Snapchat. Culture. No, the answer is no. No, Trump. no, no, no. I'll say this. Remember Snapchat when like the girls used to run to your section with a little camera and with they the used sparklers. to like, they used to, like oh, and they used to try to get it for the for the bottles. I'll say this, you know. Yeah, they have the sparklers that are like yeah. lit. And then afterwards, like people used to come to your section to try. Yeah, everyone snap. would come to your section. Bro. You know, that was like Hall of Fame for a couple of guys. You know, like I've been guilty of that. I'll say this: a lot of guys. You know, there's hold on. There's a stat that says, I think it's like forty percent or thirty percent of men over thirty never had sex. You know what? So, Wait, what? Yeah, thirty percent. Thirty percent. Yeah, thirty percent to forty percent of men over thirty have yet to have sex that's wild let me let me google it just to make sure i'm not well there was an article that just came out apparently like my friend was just telling me today there's an article that came out that said like this year that we reached like new levels of men being extra lonely and like extra not having relationships apparently so yeah probably with the pandemic i don't know but they said they just apparently they just released like some big person i don't know who they launched like a re, like a, a, a study that they did um, yeah so and it was exactly what you're saying so yes in the u.s one in one out of three men in the u.s has reported not to have sex over three so wow. then 33 percent essentially so if you put essentially if you're like another person one of three well respectfully the other person won't have sex you know like that's how frequent that thing is you know so if you put that in consideration, a lot of guys are going to say, if I had to spend a thousand dollars at a club to have sex, a lot of people would say yes. And I think that, uh, I think that that's what fucks up a really lot of people. Like, but imagine that's spending a thousand dollars at a club and you still don't get it, bro. I know. <laughs> that is true. 
Which is what happens most likely because if you need to rely on <laughs> yeah. buying drinks for girls. But then... it's true because if you get a lot of attention, if you get a lot of like female attention from doing that, obviously that's going to be something that men feel that they need to do. Yeah, of course. It's like yeah. you so need to do it really, to get that. That's really uh, sad. Because uh, like, yeah, me, me, like, that's crazy. But I guess from a guy's perspective, it's a little bit different. Yeah, but I'll say this. And I know it's not a topic for it, but <laughs> I won't say being a girl is, is not easy. But like being a girl, you get approached by everybody you know like yeah, i remember in the club true. they used to say last call it used to be 2 45 in the in the morning but the girl who's a four on ten will get approached like guys are just like nah, oh yeah go. at the end of the night everyone's just trying <laughs> to get whoever they're left. scrambling yeah they're scrambling so you, you get anyone. you get this you get the scraps i mean if you spend money at the club you're trying to get the scraps so you could That's be the so ugliest sad. chick in the line and you're still gonna get approached by somebody but All if you're a dude yeah 100 percent respectfully but uh, if you're if you're a guy and you're just average looking, you make average money, and you are not the a guy, it's hard for you to be approached by ladies or try to get female attention. So I think that's uh, you know that has something that has to be addressed. But I think that's why a lot of guys feel the need to spend extra money. Yeah, they have to. They they feel yeah. they need to. Yeah, that's crazy. I never thought about that. Thought about it like that because I've never bought a bottle at a club ever in my entire life. I would never do that. <laughs> That's some crazy shit. Yeah, girls don't do that. It's, it's girls never buy bottles. I've never, never seen, seen a group it. of girls <laughs> at a club. Thank you. Buy a buy, never. buy a bottle. Never. Never. Maybe I remember once. like why would we do that? Why would but we you know, do that? You know what's the worst part? <laughs> Respectfully, I'm gonna try to be respectful, keep you PG 13. But I used to be that dude that used to grab a bottle, but girls used to line up and like have their mouth open. Oh yeah. And like you you know, but it wasn't that bottle. And like one time I'm like, yo, if I spend like 250 i have to like do a calculation on my hand I'm like you get this much you get this much and then like once you <laughs> once you break job. it down yeah five dollars five dollars you get one drop but once you calculate how much money you spend on other <gasps> like things guys that one like, drop is five dollars that's that's you know, crazy there's girls i know and i went to a club with that they came with no wallet they left the club drunk yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know like if you calculate that it's like you drink for like Five hundred dollars of, of like alcohol, but I think that's what keeps a lot of guys broke. Cause it's like, or a lot of people broke. Okay, the like, moral of the story: don't go clubbing. <laughs> just don't go to the club. Oh, just or just. If you guys want to? If you want to leave your girls, wallet and your phone at home. Library, like. Oh, I think that's a good tip. Leave your phone and wallet at home, and then As a you guy? literally can't spend anything. Yeah. Yeah, but then he's yeah, just gonna but... sit there in the corner by himself. As well, no, but then, you... well, that's good. Then you're forced to talk to people because you see a lot of guys true, on the phones all the time. True. True. I used to You're sometimes right. like well, you know when you have Chris, to hide I, away and you have to go on your uh, phone. You know, most guys are anti-social, respectful. But that's what I'm saying. But that's what I'm saying. And like, so if, no, if but even if, even if they don't bring a phone, I think that even more anti-social. Because it's like I yeah, think I think they no feel escape. more awkward. Yeah, because yeah. I think what I think what we are, especially like with a pandemic, I think a lot of people under thirty or under thirty-five is like, we're such in a society where we want to have experiences earlier on like our parents wait like 50 45 to have like their experiences we're like yo we have a bit of money let's yeah. do it all right now and you yeah. have people in their 20s going to take honeymoon trips yeah that's because we uh, see like what's possible for some the, yeah, 15 year olds so we're all like yes we want it right now you know especially i think with like youtube being so accessible you see a lot of people going yeah high on vacation you're like i want it right now yeah you want to know but as yeah. soon as and then you, you overspend exactly so i think that a lot of people are like okay well I want this lifestyle. I make this. What can I do to like fill in the gap 
to be as close as possible to this lifestyle. And I think that's what yeah. like the situation to the club, etc. It's like people are gonna go to Vegas, but we don't have money to spend money at Vegas. But you're gonna do whatever you can to have that experience. But it's not like a long-lasting effect on you. It's probably like Sasha said, three seconds, and then mm. the experience is over. You know, so. Just don't go to the club, guys. Stay home. It's not worth it. That's the moral of the story, in my opinion. No, get your money up. If you're going to do it, get your money up. Yeah. yeah and yeah, there's other ways to, to meet people. I think the other ways to meet people are very underrated. Like, you can go to... You can meet people at the gym, at the library. Like, there's so many ways to meet people that are not at the club, where you have to spend 1K for a booth. Like, you can meet people in so many yeah, other ways. Yeah, but you're talking are... from a girl's point of view. There, like, there you go. Guys can't talk to girls at the gym yeah like it, you Sasha, can't you know girls have that earphones that big beats yeah. listen to no music actually you know what i hate when people talk to me at the gym like i there fucking hate when people that's talk the thing. to me at the gym there so you it, go so that's library true. too because at the end of the day i think that like when you're a guy there's only a few opportunities where you're able to talk to girls see at a restaurant at a lounge or at a club restaurant no, all... you can go get, just just go oh, get a job and meet me, people at your workplace let me let me give this trip well this tip to people paul I hope my girl. Anyways, if you go to a restaurant and you see a group of ladies at a, at a table, send over shots or like a well, drink. You're, you're still buying them shit. Bro. It's not going to cost you $200. Your guys, don't listen it's to not Charles. $200. Don't listen to Charles. Yeah, I disagree. I disagree. Don't it's buy not $200. Dollars. It's not. Don't waste your money, guys. Guys, stay home. Work on yourself. And you'll like a queen will come your way if you work on yourself. Guys, if you feel uh, the uh, need to spend money to get a girl, then it, you fucked up already, buff. Like it's, it's. I think you. I think you should focus on just hitting the gym, eating well, improving your life, getting your money up, and I think that naturally you'll find somebody. I, I agree with you. Yeah, like a yourself. lot of people. A lot of people. I'll say this. Don't go to the club. No, I'll say this. No, we're a lot not being people, realistic. <laughs> a lot of people are just average. Okay. Not everybody's gonna be like. I want to be a part of the five AM club. I want to go to the gym. I want to work out. I want to get my money up. A lot of people are say if I could find somebody average. I will sell for this and then that's it. And realistically speaking, I think a lot of people are trying to overachieve without the work ethic to be where they want to be. You know, like mm -hmm. for me, it's like there's no girl that can say this respectfully. We're going to be straight honest. There's no girl that, can, that can't tell me money does not matter for men. Because if you're not able to, I guess it's a politically way, nice way. If you're not able to spend money for the important things in life, I'm not saying got to pay all the bills but let's say for um you don't want to be the cheap guy you don't want to be the guy that says we can't do this because we don't have the money we have to stack up you want to have that balance between the two find that balance is a whole yeah. different conversation but if you're building towards yourself and you're in a relationship you don't want to say i'm not spending no money on you because i have to save for the future you want to kind of have a balance between mm -hmm. the two but i think that a lot of people don't have the patience to say i'm gonna wait that long so what are ways for people to be able to mingle with people without having to spend like a dime and put on a credit card etc i think online you're asking right? us yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and ig to, you have to go tinder. twitter's the new tinder twitter is the new tinder twitter i don't know no, actually you know what it's linkedin it's linkedin apparently linkedin is the new do not the new no. no 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 That's no no so i know funny. i know i know that do not get a hr case on your ass Please do not get hate. Try it. I agree, but from from my sources, I don't use LinkedIn like that, so it's not coming from me. But from my sources, they've told me that LinkedIn is the new Tinder. 
Yeah, I'll say this because you're able to see people's all job the guys. That's where the guys are going the now. They're job like, they're, I just, I just you, you see, you see the job. You, you see, see the, the salary right away. No, no, so. you see the job. You Google the salary. That's and it. That's how, and because you can relate to the, because you can relate to them easier. Because you can be like, oh, cool, I work at the same place as you, or like, oh, cool, I work next door to you. So it's a really good way to like, okay, get yourself in. That's what a lot of guys uh, are doing right now. For, that's what I've heard from all all the girls. That's what they've been telling me. Okay, well, how about this, guys? Go to Cat Cart or go to a Iseka set with like minded people, and then you yeah, just go to a, bond over the the. Which one? What's it called what's in English? A happy hour. Happy hour. Yeah, it's but, called happy hour oh, in fact, English. Yeah, happy hour. Like I said, it's happy hour. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think it's really? called happy hour in English. Yeah. Yeah. Good. But um, yeah, I think that just getting involved with that. I think, you know, especially with inflation hitting the, the, these drinks, bro. When we went out, I, I don't even know how much I spent on, on that little <laughs> sit down. Yo, Sasha, no, your guys, one little drink. Red Bull. Was like guys, $10. Red Bull. Guys, Red Bull. I buy it for three dollars at Farmer Pre, right? It was like fifteen dollars for two Red Bulls. Oh my god! Yeah, or like sixteen dollars with tax. You no, know, I think yeah, I, I think paid twenty five dollars. Yeah, I paid twenty five dollars for for my lemon coke. What? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's how much. Yeah. You like, didn't you pay twenty dollars for rum and coke? Yeah, it's yeah. My girl, my girl, my girl was. And it's like uh, this half cup. It's like a yeah. Cup, like, she took like a little. It cost me like forty eight bucks, and I like to tip. So I give 20%, so it cost me like 50 uh, bucks. Me and Chris went to Costco and we saw a big case of Red Bull that was like 30 bucks for like a bunch of uh, bottles. And Chris was like calculating. He's like, how much oh, can yeah, we, yeah. So how much can we it make was if like, we sold this for like five bucks each? It was 24 So you got bottles. Costco cards? Yeah, Sasha yeah got I got a Costco, Costco card. Yeah. So my, deep, I guess? second time going to Costco. I haven't pumped gas yet because I don't. I haven't needed to. So I, I got the card literally like three days ago. Oh, first but off, coming soon. Shout, shout coming to soon. you. It's a vibe. Makes you feel grown. I promise you that. It is I really, I really vibe. do feel grown. It was my second time going to Costco, and we spent like two hours in Costco going back and forth. I couldn't find anything, but it was amazing. Yeah, shout out to Free Food. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they had free samples. I was like, this is the cutest thing ever. <laughs> Yo, but first off, I'll say this: for people who want to save money, I know Costco has a membership fee. Totally worth it. Oh, it's totally 100%. worth it. I'll say that, especially if, if it's tax deductible. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of people, if you're able to have that, and especially if you're able to have multiple members of your family pitch in for the for the Costco card, I think it's a great investment, especially mm-hmm. if you're able to get some cash cash back. I know they have a credit card, so hey, there's you know what we saw. Too. You know what we saw. Me and Christy, like one, a couple of days ago or like a couple of weeks ago, we bought like ground beef, right? I think we paid like almost $10 for like a small pack of ground beef. That's like the typical prices that you pay yeah. for at the grocery stores. We saw this like jam packed bulked <laughs> container for $9.99 at Costco. I was like, that can make meal preps for like three weeks. And it was $10. I was like, this is going to be a game changer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Sasha, the, the medication that you're buying for your mom. So it, it was Oh like my God. Yes, we need to talk about this. No, just because... There's people who say like resellers, oh, they're all you're scamming people. You're man, 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 you're scamming people, bro. Any pharmacy that you go to, you're getting scammed. They're scammers. Yeah, there's a markup. There's a markup. You know the owners of Pharma Pre? They own also Provigo, 
Mark Maxi, they're they're evil people. Apparently, they've done a, they've done evil things for money. No, and... but this is exactly what people are saying. Like, oh, you're evil. Oh, uh, well, fuck you, bro. No, I know, like, but it's like me me doing something small is not is not going to be that impactful. And like you know, and whereas Pharmapri, they're already rich. These people are 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 so incredibly. That's what rich. I'm saying. People go for the it. small people. Like, go for the big people, bro. What the fuck? That's what I'm saying. Like, but I'm just think... trying to get my family out of the hood. Like, leave me alone. I think I think people don't understand how the pharmaceutical business works because this capsule acetanol costs you 70 cents okay but if you actually do the markup it's actually gonna cost you like a dollar 25 so that spreads is essentially what they give and they give the sales rep money they'll give the doctor money and i'll give the pharmaceutical the company whoever owns the pharmacy money as well so everybody makes money on you being sick so once you understand that premise is like yeah it's over what was the best no, way for it's... you to be able to buy at the cheapest cost because it's all generic it's all generic yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just the branding of it is different. no but you wouldn't believe it like you wouldn't believe it we buy it from one store for like around 30 dollars and it's 60 capsules it's 120 capsules at costco for 30 dollars yeah and at PharmaPre, guess what? It's forty five dollars for the for the sixty capsules. Yeah, so so PharmaPre, they're bought, crazy. Those motherfuckers you, are crazy. Yeah, because because if you ever bought anything in your life, you you bought it as a, at a markup. So you can't ever be like, bro, the people that are saying like, oh, we saw it's all capitalist. Like, fuck oh. you, bro. At the at the end of the day, even Walmart has, yeah, yeah, yeah. markup. By the end of the day, it's just that they go to the distributors to say bring down your price as low as possible. It's just yeah. that we buy retail and we can't do that unfortunately, but. Uh, that's the game that's the name of the game and if you go compare costco stock price over the last 24 months you're gonna see it peaking because as more people realize what such is doing and not you could have more for your buck if by shopping at walmart well we'll say target in the u.s costco etc then going to five different grocery stores spending the same amount for less mm, once you realize yeah. that it's just a question of okay what are my essentials or what are my basic needs and it's like I remember back in the day, well, they still have it. You could still buy your, your Nike joggers there. You could still buy a lot of these brand things that you could buy. Get your glasses. A lot of these things that we spend or we could say high-ticket items, you could get them at a big discount at Costco. I think shopping smarts and shopping for your needs is going to allow people to save a lot of money going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out to Costco. Like, you save money on gas, save money on food. Uh, like toilet uh, like toilet paper yeah. all that stuff and also the fact that i can use it for business is also a big plus i was like it's literally a no-brainer to to finally yeah. do this no if you if you calculate let's say 120 and then like 180 if you bougie for the for the for the gold star you know and for the amount of money you save and the amount of money you can save on gas and you get two percent don't you get like two percent cash back or something with all your purchases mm-hmm. when you yeah, have but, the business card yeah yeah I got the one that gives you 2% cash back. So it's like, yeah. I think if you calculate it, I, re- I was reading a blog and they're like, if you spend this amount per year, yeah, like annually, it, paid off. it yeah. pays the card. Yeah, card. it pays off the cards. Yeah. And you like, obviously I'm going to spend that much in gas, food, groceries, the medication for my mom, all the stuff that we buy, like. Yeah, no brainer. You know, and I think yeah. that, yeah, I think that was well, such a culture where we overconsume. And I think like once oh, you break sure. down, once you break down what you actually need, and like Sasha just said, basically gas, food, medication, and basic clothes. But I think like once you break down how much we actually spend on useless things, that's when you realize how broke we are. But if you were just to spend on your basic needs and like 
during the pandemic, I didn't buy any clothes. I bought like one pair of shoes. And now like I'm just like with work everything, I have to like buy professional clothes and things like that. But I was like for a two-year period, I wasn't buying clothes, but I really like you all. I mean, so I really didn't buy anything. Guys, George yeah. Brand from Walmart, they have the best like hoodies, oh, sweatpants, all Brand of that. Right now. Yo, yeah, Walmart clothes. Shout, shout out shout. to George Brand for reals. Let's go. You know, like I was fortunate enough. Well, not fortunate enough, but I bought a lot of high ticket items when I was like, I was like money conscious, you know, so a lot of these things still fit for me right now. So thank God for that. But you have I all think, this like stuck in Yeah, I, I, yeah, facts. Five years later, shout out. I'll just say this. I'll make a. I'll make an argument for buying high expensive things because there's, there's two things. Either if you're gonna go buy from your Zara or your H and then buy on sale, you know the, yeah. like for me I'll tell people I shop in advance. So when it's winter time, most of the swim trunks, bikinis, all the summer things go on sale. That's when I buy, and then yeah. when it's summer, I start buying my winter things and then I just cycle like that because a lot of these clothes right now you guys see. All these stores are gonna have sixty percent off. Everything is on sale off. right now. Yeah, it, it's already right now. Yeah. So I'm shopping already for. Right now. I'm shopping for next uh next summer. And if you have style, yeah. you your clothes never go out of style. Yeah. That's also, when you Facts. buy clothes, like, do it long term. Uh, just ask yourself, how long is this actually gonna last? Yeah. Is buy like if you buy black and white clothes. Yeah. And like neutral colors. Buy timeless clothes, like clothes yeah. that you know, for, yeah. like that you'll wear for for a very long time. Because then it's yeah, because like, I tell people like. I kind of calculate like at stocks like if you buy this hoodie it costs you a hundred dollars how many times can you wear this hoodie while it's like fading damaging it etc mm. etc et if you're telling me okay the shirt cost me four hundred dollars but i have the shirt for five years that's a good purchase if i know the material the quality is good and it's gonna last me five years that's a good expense but if you're telling me you know how to I got buy that was like that was worth it like a Canada goose. I bought my goose and I've had it for like, there you I go. think it's my, my foot's going to be my fourth year. And like, whereas before I used to buy like $300 jackets every year. Yeah. You see, and that's shout out. I'm getting Canada goose for this winter, but mm. uh, it's good. Things, it's good. It's worth yeah. It. Things like that is like, once you break it up per year, you save, you save money. Cause especially like yeah. for me, like in high school, things like college, you know, we all broke. I used to buy H&M shirts, but it used to last me legit one semester. And then the whole was like coming in and et cetera, that you have to buy it. But essentially, when you yeah. add it up, it costs you essentially $100 to replace all those shirts. Right? But one shirt that cost me $100. Yeah, that would last you forever. Time. Yeah. There you go. I think that's how people have to start calculating. And like, one of my tricks is that if something isn't flying off the shelves, what I do is that I'll put something away. Like, I'll save it on Instagram. I'll save it on my basket. I'll wait seven days. If after seven days, I stole like the shirt at the same rate, whatever the shoes, I'll buy it. If not, it was just like, I, yeah, that's really smart because yeah and sometimes you forget about it you're like like if you leave it in your cart and you don't remember to about this item and then a month later you're like oh i never bought that thing it's like that mm. means you don't care like you don't it, actually need it yeah it's the same for tattoos like that's why i have no tattoos on me it's because i would do that every time every time i was considering getting a tattoo i was like wait wait a bit and then i never ended up i don't think i'm ever anything. gonna get a tattoo i don't understand same. tattoos no offense to anyone but like that's just a waste of money. You're like, I don't, I just don't get it. Yeah. I'm never <laughs> almost, you know, never, almost but... everyone I know who's gotten a tattoo has, has regretted it. Almost. I, I think like the close people around me, everyone yeah. like who have gotten tattoos, most of them have said like at least one of their tattoos or something about their tattoo that they regretted. Yeah. And I'm like, that's yeah. permanently on my body. That costs money. That, that makes, that's painful. Why the hell would yeah. I do that? Because <laughs> like Chris said, like, especially for a tattoo, like if I get one, I only get one mm. is only to make homage to like something that like there's two tattoos actually yeah, I get something that means to you in Italy in Italian they have like I came I saw I conquer 
in like Italian. Yeah, like I want to put I came I saw yeah and like leave the conquer empty until like I feel like I I did everything I was supposed Damn, to and then I would like cute. it in. And then the other one is like for me if it wasn't for Nipsey Hussle I know Sasha also like gained a lot of inspiration for him. If it wasn't for him I wouldn't. Oh my god. In terms of like what I know from real estate and like business a lot of him came if you listen to the Nipsey Hussle lyrics carefully without any yeah, like yeah. melody in the background he gave you the whole blueprint for how to build generational wealth it's, and also once it's you apply, true when you apply those things in real life then you realize how quickly certain things are applied but i would get like the marathon continue on my leg those are the two things um, that i'm like i'm like yo those things i'm like if i do that cool but i don't want to be that, that would be sick like i would approve of that tattoo that would be like the yeah. one tattoo that i approve of <laughs> But two things. I don't want to be that parent that does something and then tells like kids don't do it. Like, I wouldn't want my kids yeah. to have tattoos. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah. I don't want. I want to lead by example. So if I don't get it, at least my kids can say, like, "Oh shit, what are you telling me this?" But yeah. yeah. So that's the yeah, only thing facts. I'm debating right now. But we'll we'll see how that goes. And I'm afraid, like, yeah. if you get one, you might want a bunch more. Yeah, ones. you're gonna. I mean, yeah, it's true. It's true. You start adding on, like, you start feeling like you need to add on, and then like there's an empty spot. You're like, oh, should I need to add yeah, another one? Yeah, because one on its own is, is oh. strange. So you'd be like, yeah, trying to put on as many as possible. Well, you see, yeah, I don't think I'm ever gonna do it. Ugh. What do you guys say? Do you think we we, we passed a culture where tattoos acceptable? Because for me, yeah, yeah, like, I think especially so. being especially being like a nine to five, I think that people get strategic tattoos in places that. The yeah, they itself. don't show on your hands and like your neck and your there, face. there you go there yeah. you go like if you're let's say for example your lawyer wearing suits all day you won't have any neck tattoos but i don't think we got to a point where like if my lawyer came up to my face with a bunch of face tats looking like six nine <laughs> you know like i don't know i don't know if you reach that point where you're like i'm comfortable with like you just putting tattoos everywhere but i don't know if it's just me like that's like that do you guys like agree well, it's just like unfortunately, we're like we're not gonna take them seriously. Do, like, do would do you take six nine seriously when you look at him? No. <laughs> Who does? No one does because he looks crazy. And like, that's just unfortunately, unfortunately, the society we grew. Well, maybe not unfortunately, but it's just that's just the way we grew up. Is like that's yeah. something that is not as accepted. So like, it, we don't take it as seriously. Yeah. Yeah, because imagine a doctor coming up with like a. That's what I was getting. I was thinking. Yeah, you'd be like, where is this guy from? Like, why does he you have big tots? But you can't <laughs> even imagine life. Because it's so strict in those types of fields where it's like you probably won't even get a job if you had a fish yeah. showing tattoo. That yeah. we can't we can't we can't even imagine it because it's not not even gonna happen. Yeah. Where... I, I, I think it's a lot more accepted, but like it's so rooted in our in us that like it's it's unprofessional to have tattoos. Yeah, it's so deeply rooted people, in our society like, that yeah. It would yeah, take yeah. it would take years for this to become more acceptable. You know, unless like, you have I your see... own business. If you have your own business and like you know, you you don't yeah. give a fuck, then yeah, yeah. that's fine. But like Rappers, being a corporate environment, they're the only ones yeah. that can have it. You know. Yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. But I'll say two things. You know, I think that we have gone a long way because now I think arm tattoos, sleeves, etc., are more acceptable in the workforce. But I'll say something too. I I know like we bring up like. If you're not in the arts, if you're not a chef, if you're not a thing like that, you don't have to conform to like corporate like financing. But yeah. I think even the moment that let's say for example you want to get a loan, you still gotta dress up in a suit and look professional. But what if you what if you decide like in ten? Let's just say you're a chef and you're like, okay, cool, I can do whatever I want. Ten years later, you're like, you know what? I want to go into court into the corporate world. You're screwed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah you. No, I agree. Too, it's it's way too much of a commitment, like in my opinion, to to spend money to ha- to be in pain to have something that permanent. That's w- that's too scary. I can I can never do that. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I'm telling you, some people treat having tattoos the same way they treat having kids. You know, some people are just like, I'll do it and not thinking about the consequences. And some people like, oh, it's a permanent decision. And if you think about it like that, just don't most... spend your money, guys. Like, don't spend your money on waste, on useless shit. Just stop. Yeah. <laughs> That's the moral topic. of the story. <laughs> if you could give five people like advice on like how could they like maximize not spending as much as they do, what are some tricks? Because I know like, we all have gone like uh, like doormat these last few years and not trying to spend money. But for me, it was like imposed on me and I never went back. But for some of you, it was like hot girl, not hot girl summer, but summer's over. I'm, I'm trying to stay inside. I'm trying to stack up for the next nine months. What are some tips that we could get people so that they can actually put pen to paper and like try to have a goal in mind? To not spend? Yeah, so, or not to yeah. overspend not overspend well the the first thing i can think of that that like something that has helped me is like to, to surround yourself with people who have the same goals as you because like when i was going clubbing and stuff obviously everyone was just like splashing their money whereas like if you if you're actually surrounding yourself with people who value their future and they want their money to be handled and everything they're they're not going to be encouraging you to be impulsive they're going to be like okay no we're going to go hang we're going to go hang and do a free activity and we're not going to be like like you know those type of people that can't hang out unless they're like spending money like I can't be around people like that and I'm always like like my types of chillings have to be things that we're like we're we're doing something productive and it doesn't cost too much money that's what I that's what I like and if you're not doing that I can't hang out with you unfortunately (laughs) so you you have to surround yourself with people that are like-minded and that want a good future and that have the same goals of you in terms of spending yeah yeah i think that's a big one i agree with you i think if you're gonna spend money to hang out with people make sure you have a return on investment mm-hmm. and i tell people yeah uh, facts yeah like for me like I, I love to eat i love going oh, i love to eat yes but i love going to restaurants I like the whole restaurant ambiance but now these past few months i've been only going to restaurants with people i know i can make business with or that have like mind yeah. as well. If we're able to communicate and have and build a relationship, I'll spend whatever amount. It doesn't matter. I'll spend five hundred dollars if I have to. But because I know I'm out something yeah. out of it, and it sucks, I have to be like that. But so the people you talk, and like we're just having a useless conversation. I can't spend money with you. I'm I'm sorry. Like I I'm gonna be like that. But if yeah. you do not give me a plus positive in my life, I can't spend money with you. So yeah, there's no point. It's not worth and. It. I'll even say there's a lot, if you go on Eventbrite and you just write free events, there's a lot of free things happening in the city that people don't know about. So I think just getting informed with like activities that could be done for like cheap $10, $20, I think it's still a good way to keep an active life without spending a lot of money as well. Charles, but just just quickly, uh, because Charles, the thing about spending $500, it reminded me, you've ever seen the question where it's like, would you rather take a, uh, a meeting with Jay-Z or get $500,000. Yo, I'm the only one that says a meeting with Jay-Z. <laughs> and my right. rebuttal to this is because I was proven wrong. I'm like, yo, Jay-Z can show me how to make a bill. But somebody said, yo, Jay-Z just got to eat his meal. Jay-Z just got to eat his meal and that's it. He doesn't even so, want to talk about business. Yeah, he's going to ignore you. Like, who you are know, you to talk to Jay-Z? But, like, who are you to for yeah, Jay-Z to give you the time Jay-Z of day? not going to give me the blueprint. <laughs> but, if some people like, okay, no, no. but but let's say he gives you the let's say it's oh, five hundred thousand or he gives Jay-Z, you the blueprint. Oh, day. That's crazy. I'll say this. I'll say this. 
<laughs> Name me somebody who, who was close to Jay-Z that they become highly successful. Kanye West became a billionaire. That's true. We, yeah, but, but you know, became a billionaire. Yes, 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 yes. But that, but Kevin Hart just opened a restaurant, just the interview know? with uh with Jay Z. But I think it's their work ethic that got no, and the mix but of not them, even that. You, you know? know, it's not like with this, it's the one sit down. It's not like you become friends with him. Yo, nobody said how long the, the sit down was for, bro. If I have three hours with Jay Z, bro, <laughs> nah, that's not you know? good enough. <laughs> Give me five hundred k. Because look, I'll say this. And especially because of work, I realized that in real estate and things like you don't need money. You just need knowledge. Like there's so much money out there that I could find six people right now to give me that money. As long as I have a good idea, they'll finance me the deal. But having the information to be able to execute that people take you seriously, I think that's what people miss out on. I don't think we know a lot of people that say, okay, guys, I have this plan in my head. This is, these are the steps that, you know, we had our own conversations. Like how many people, you know, they're like, I need this, 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 this is how it's going to be done. Once you have that knowledge, it's easier for people to give you that money. And oh, we'll talk about off air there. So if Jay Z says, "Guys, or Charles, do this, 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 this," <laughs> what if he's like become a rapper? Like, what are you gonna? I ain't coming. I ain't coming. She's becoming but... a rapper. Or, or, or ask him how you got Beyonce. How about I'll come that? to your did... shows. Me and Bev, me and Bev will be the, at your shows. Because <laughs> for me, I think that especially like oh, I'm a Jay Z diehard. You know, like for me. And like we talk about Nipsey, Nipsey, Jay Z, Kanye West, I think those people just inspire me to business, just to think differently. And I, I don't think I'd be here right now yeah. if it wasn't for that mindset. So, I, like Sasha said, I think are we having a work ethic puts you in a favorable position mm-hmm. with the knowledge to execute yeah. as well? I think that puts me in a better position compared to if I didn't have anything and somebody gave me five hundred thousand dollars, I'd probably be in Dubai if I didn't have the knowledge to execute on like the information. Mm, I see. I see. I think I'd take the money. I'm sorry, but it's just yeah, too much uncertainty. In, like, it's just, just buy it. I'm, sc- I'm too scared for that. Oh. Yeah, I'll take the money. I'll take the money. I'll take the money. <laughs> oh, do no. you? I, do I, you? Yo, it's okay. Yeah, fact, fact, <laughs> I yo, believe I'm, in you. I'm, I'm trying to make a bill, bro. But, yo, a lot of people um, to me, but I'm trying to make a bill. Because it's like, you, I'm at a point in my life where it's like, go big or go home. Like, I don't... Yeah. I'll say this. If I told you guys the only... <laughs> Five million dollars to own a hotel, would you go into one? Wait, what? If a hotel, like let's say a Hilton, costs five five million dollars to own, would you try to come up with the money to like put twenty percent down? You say you yes. have to get yeah, but you have to get informed first. You'd have to know how to run a hotel. Like I have no idea how to run a hotel. Chris, you don't need to know. You just hire somebody who's already operations manager. Oh yeah, but that's but that's what I mean. You need to have someone yeah. who knows. But if let's say for example, it's five million. Okay. Let's say, for example, three percent dollars probably a custom. That's one point five million dollars. Yeah. If somebody said, "Okay, I can show you how to get a hotel, but you just need one point five million, you'll figure out some way to get one point five. I'll ask, I'll go find me, etc. But having that knowledge, you know how to run the help me buy a hotel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Facts. I'll give you. I'll give you cash back dividends, etc. But once you have that information, then it's different. You start moving differently. Like I'm in a point in my life where. I don't say I won't. I don't need cash, but I need relationships more than I need cash, because mm. the money will come regardless. I'm just that confident yeah. in my ability to get money. You know, firms are giving money left and right. It's just knowing the right people and being able to communicate your ideas in a proper way, where people are able to give the money. Yeah. Thanks. Um, final thing: Did you guys see Andrew Tate got canceled? Apparently, he's uh, he's been Ooh. banned from Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. But <laughs> no. I, I saw that, but somebody said a good Why? argument. Somebody said, like, 
But what did he do? I don't know. I think. Yeah, too controversial. But that means they've made uh, an algorithm, or like just for him, or is he, is he still gonna pop up? So he's the new no, Donald he, Trump, he, basically. Yeah, he got he got banned like Donald Trump. Wait, but, but he's uh, this uh, other, no. No, there's this other social media platform that's coming up. Shoot. So does that mean they well, be real? That popular. said, like, if be real or true social show. You won't see. Huh. You won't see on Instagram. What the fuck? Okay. You'll that's see news. But you won't see his actual like content. It's probably gonna be recycled. But, what, but like, what's the what's the actual reason? There is no reason. That's but that's there's no reason. Crazy. They're just it, it, to, it's like Trump. Like, okay, it's like when you're too controversial. Yeah. Hmm. But somebody said we know, need like, to have a freedom like, of speech episode. I'd I'd like to talk about that. But you see, mm. this is I don't, like, like, I, don't I, I don't agree. I don't agree with everything Andrew Tate says. I really don't. Don't don't get this. Don't, don't like don't get it wrong. But but like I do agree that people should have the right to be able to speak whatever they want. Yeah. But um, I'm gonna look into it. I want to I want to know what was the like what was the the trigger? What what made that actually happen? Like what did he uh, do? I'll, I'll just say this because people have to realize that Facebook or Meta isn't a privately owned company. You know, mm-hmm. you, we can say freedom of speech, but if Facebook and Instagram have their own terms and conditions, and if they feel you violated that, they could just remove you. Yeah, they right can away. shut you down any day. There you go. Yeah. So I think that when people say, I want freedom of speech on Twitter, read the terms and conditions, they can remove your account regardless. Yeah, they, they, were, they were banning. Remember Joe Rogan did an interview yeah. with a guy like mm-hmm. during COVID and they, they kept deleting it from like yeah. every platform. And it was crazy. Like they, like... It's so crazy what like how social media can well I mean I get it I get it they have their own yeah, terms and conditions it's, but... it's business it's business and yeah. I think when you think of it like that it just shows you you have to own your own platform or own your own things so that nobody can tell yeah. you this and that so if I were to make a bold prediction but... I think I just not just Schultz I think well I think <laughs> I think people like Andrew Schultz Joe Rogan all controversial people Donald Trump there's an app called True Social. Are just gonna get together to put all the controversial mm. people in there. All the oh, I think leaders. I heard about that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like an anti yeah, yeah, social, media, I saw social that. media. You know, yeah, that's so, where they posted the Joe Rogan interview yeah. that got deleted. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember seeing it's, that. It's a decentralized social media, even though nothing's decentralized. But I think that's probably what's gonna happen. All the people who are controversial yeah. are just gonna go on these platforms. Are the, all yeah, the believers I, and all the all the fans are just gonna follow them and they'll make you pay a, yeah. a monthly subscription for that. Damn, yeah. that's so, crazy. Business one one. Yeah, you're free that's until wild. they say that you're not free. So yeah, but uh, yeah, guys, this was a great episode. I think we've uh, spoke about everything we wanted to speak Question. about. Right? Yeah. I just want to give one last one last gem for all my Canadians. There's this oh, yeah, app go. called Borrow Well. So borrow B O. R-R-O-W-E-L-L. It's an app that gives you your credit score monthly. I mean, weekly, excuse me, without having you to pay for it. I know if you were to request your credit score from Equifax or TransUnion, they make you pay a fee. This app gives you your credit score weekly, gives you updates, gives you your, your credit bureau history, your are, transactions. Are, are they sponsoring us right now? Or? Nah, but I'll reach out. But uh, we need, essentially, we they give you the opportunity to know what's going on when you credit instead of you having a surprise when you're trying to apply for a mortgage. Thanks. Cool. Nice. So good to know the sponsor this episode. Mm-hmm. All right guys, thank you for watching and subscribing. If you made it this far, leave a gem in the comments and we will see you next week.